<laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to the final edition of the Football Division Figure It Out podcast with me, Chandler Collins. As always, got the boys with me, Johnny Rowe and Blaine, off to a bit of a rocky start, but I've got a feeling the boys will pull it together here and pull us out from the muck, if you will. I couldn't believe it. We had some rain today here in the Ozarks. Uh, I know Kansas City, where Blaine is, they got they got uh, some flooding, I think, even maybe. Uh, we haven't seen rain in at least a month and a half. Very short-lived, but it's another gorgeous day here in the Ozarks where me and Johnny Rowe are. Um, football is officially back. Training camps opened yesterday and today. It is great. The football Twitter is buzzing at its all-time high right now. The group message this morning was on fire. I think every single tweet that a Chiefs reporter put out was in the group chat at one time or the other. It's a great time to be alive. Before we jump into the final episode of the Figure It Out podcast, uh, divisional round, if you will, Let's check in with the boys. Johnny, we'll start with you. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Football is in the air. Uh, training camp has kicked off for the Chiefs and all the other teams in the league. And this is just the time of year where, I mean, I'm especially glued to my phone and into Twitter in particular because I want to see every pass that Patrick Mahomes throws. I want to see as many reps as I can. And, um, yeah, this podcast is going to be so much fun because we're focusing on the AFC West. We're staying close to home teams that we're familiar with that look a little bit different albeit um it's going to be an absolute blast i can't wait blaine what's up with you man i mean this is the best division in football the one the kansas city chiefs happen to be in um and it's the first day of training camp where you see some real practices real pads it's football i got i mean it's just football i'm I'm so I'm so stoked for this episode been waiting for it for a long time and a lot of listeners have too it's it's gonna be a good one yeah, um, I could tell that the uh, it was going to be a good episode when the hostility already started at about 9.30 this morning with some uh, differing takes on some clips that we've seen, some really good highlights, some that I have a lot of questions about, but we can get to that. Um, let's jump into the AFC West, I guess, boys. As always, we're going to go for the fun fact opening portion here in the intro, closing part of the intro, per my notes, per sources. Besides the Chiefs, this is we're going back to trivia again. Besides the Chiefs, who is the last team in the AFC West to win the division back to back? Broncos. Broncos with Manning. Yeah, the 2014 and the 2015 Denver Broncos are the last last team to win this division back to back. The Chiefs have won it, I believe, the last six years. So, I think the theme of this podcast where we get started here with Denver is prove it to us, the rest of the AFC West. We know what you have and you know what we have. And quite frankly, we own you three. So it's a real prove it year for the rest of the AFC West, in my opinion. Let's start with the Denver Broncos. First year coach Nathaniel Hackett jumps over from Green Bay, the offensive coordinator last year. Fun fact about Nathaniel Hackett, he's a Kansas City, Kansas guy, went to Blue Valley Northwest High School. Um, I figured that out today. Um, Kansas guy, so I don't really care too much about him, but Kansas can't City trust area him. guy. Yeah, kind of interesting, but can't trust those Kansans. Bringing along with him, first year quarterback Russell Wilson, who Johnny and I were talking. Let's get let's get some Russell thoughts real quick before we start going into Denver. Say what you will about his play. I think he's a really good quarterback, but the guy is just an absolute loser. Um, just so lame, in my opinion. 
saw today that he pulled up to Denver training camp in his own jersey. Get over yourself. You've only won one Super Bowl. I, 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 I really don't understand. I wanted him. I was telling Johnny Blaine, and I want to get your thoughts on this next. I was telling him, I think it would have been super cool had he worn like a Jerry Judy jersey or maybe even an Albert O jersey, his tight end now, or a, or a passer's hand, giving some love to the defense jersey. But to wear your own jersey to training camp, that's just lame, huh? Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah. John Elway would have been awesome. You could go I mean, so, yeah. so many ways, but – I mean, the guy's just in his own world. I mean, he's so happy. He seems so happy. He doesn't have a pulse. So my problem, my question here is, what does the locker room think of this? You know what we think and the listeners think. What yeah. do Cortland Sutton and some of those guys think? I, I bet they don't care. I bet they like the guy. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm not buying into Russ 10 out of the, the, 10 as some people across the league are. They like him now because he hasn't done anything on the field. Now, I'm not saying that his play would dictate that I'm going to, like, foresee any sort of tragedies. But, I mean, of course they're going to like he's fresh, he's new. Like, it's a new it's a new chapter in the Denver Broncos history. Johnny, your thoughts? Like, this is nothing against people that go to church camp or anything. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I'm a... I'm a, I'm a Christian and everything, but like, he is just like the over the top. I'm cool camp camp counselor. Like that is Russ Wilson. He is such a goober. Um, the only reason he has any semblance of swag right now is because it's obvious his wife, like picks out his clothes and dresses him. like <laughs> Sierra dresses him. She obviously has tons of swag. She used to get it with future. Who's like the dopest guy in the world. Rock like star. she, like Russ Wilson is yeah, he is a rock. Not Russ. Future's a rock star. Yeah. Like, yeah. Russ is just a, like, the word is, the word is goober. He's a goober. He's cringe. He's just like the guy when he screws up in sports, lets out a big, what the freak? Instead of like <laughs> saying like, oh, fuck. Like, he's yeah. just not that cool. And um, he tries to be really cool. And wearing your jersey, showing up to training camp is so lame. And it's totally on brand. I love it. Um, but respect where it's due. Shout out to being married to Sierra. I mean, she's pretty hot. Um, back to Denver uh, as an organization. I thought their draft was very underwhelming. They are in absolute win now mode. They they were happy with their roster they had last year. I think they just needed a quarterback to solidify it. Um, that I one drafty to make note of because I watched them a lot. I watch a lot of Oklahoma football. They drafted in the second round Nick Bonito, who's a linebacker, super athletic. Uh, he's really good in coverage and can rush the passer pretty well. Somebody to just keep your eye on. But that was, in my opinion, that was their best draft pick. They signed Randy Gregory, comes over from uh, Dallas, but they put him on the physically unable to participate list. Um, but when he's healthy, uh, I don't want him out there with Bradley Chubb at all. You think he's a freak? Freak football player just can't get out of his own way. A little bit like the defensive Antonio Brown in a way. Multiple chances, freak of a talent, but just cannot get out of his own way. Um, I love their defense. Uh, Justin Simmons is a freak safety. Pat Tan is a lockdown corner. He proved it last year. He's only going to get better. Bradley Chubb is a premier pass rusher, and you give him a guy. If you can get Randy Gregory back, I really think that can help Bradley Chubb big time because when he had Ron Miller, he was a problem. Um, I. Up front, though, I do not love their interior defensive line. Nobody really stuck out on the page to me in terms of who they have that can really cause a big issue. I think they have serviceable guys, don't get me wrong, but 
I don't think it's anything to write home about. Not like their edge rushers. And last thing I'll say, I love their offensive weapons. I said this last year. I thought Denver was a quarterback away. I love their top three receivers. After that, their depth lacks, but they have two good, they have a they have a two, or excuse me, they have two really good running backs, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, to go along with the guys, uh, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy. I think that's a really good wide receiving core. Um, and their offensive line is solid. I think this year is really on Russ, um, as it has been for a lot of these teams. What can Russell Wilson do with this team? Uh, and you know what? Let's start off the show this week with Johnny. Johnny, you take us away on Denver. So uh, Denver is a team that is stuck in – they've been in quarterback hell for so long that they finally found a window that they believe that they could try to get out of it. Um, the years with Peyton Manning were super successful for them. I was totally envious as a Chiefs fan of what Peyton was able to do uh, in his time in Denver, even when the last year when he was like awful and getting benched for Brock Osweiler. Like even with that all considered, it was amazing for the time that Peyton was there. And since then, it's been a total disaster uh, with guys like Paxton Lynch and, and Osweiler and, and others. Uh, quarterback hell is the worst feeling in the world, and they believe now that that they're out of it. I frankly, of course, they're in a better situation than they were before. I, I, I'm not a believer that Russ is like this elite quarterback anymore. If he truly was elite, there is no chance in hell that Seattle would let him out the door. If he truly was elite Russell Wilson like he was at one point in his career, Seattle would not let him out the door. So, of course, he's a better option for Denver now, but I, I'm just not sold that he is this savior that's going to fix Denver. Guys, the Chiefs have absolutely dominated this franchise since 2015. That was the last time that Denver beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs have beaten Denver 13 straight times. It's an absolute ownership of over this team. The, their stadium is just Arrowhead West. and I'm putting my I'm drawing a line in the sand like I'm taking a stance here that they're not going to beat the Chiefs this year either. They're just they're not the biggest game on Denver's schedule circled right now that Nathaniel Hackett is talking about uh, is week 14. But of course, they're going to focus on week one, but Nathaniel Hackett and that organization knows that they've lost lost the Chiefs 13 straight times. Mm. And they've got that game circled on their schedule. Week 14 at Denver, December 11th, 7.20 p.m., Sunday night football. I cannot wait for that game, guys. It's a new-ish broadcast team for NBC with Al Michaels going to Amazon Prime. And so uh, Mike Tirico will step in for him. Collinsworth will still be there. And I think that – I think Tirico is really good. So I'm looking forward to that game. Of course, all the Chiefs games, but week 14 is the game I'm looking forward to most um, on this schedule. And the Chiefs will play them shortly after that, week 17, on New Year's Day uh, in Kansas City. So we've got wow. late matchups with Denver. They're going to be keyed up in that stadium. It's going to be an absolute raucous crowd, and the Chiefs are going to go into Denver, and, and they're going to beat them. Chandler, you covered all the play player personnel things that I wanted to cover. Um, 
look, I just think that this is a team that wants to beat the Chiefs and they want to beat the Chiefs so badly that they went and traded three first round picks or whatever it was for Russell Wilson. They traded Noah Fant. They traded uh, Shelby Harris. Um, and they, they're going to have more success than they've had in the past, but I don't think it's going to be against the Chiefs. Don't forget Drew Locke, too. <laughs> Blaine, take it away, buddy. I, you know, I, I want to dislike Denver, but I can't. I, I think they're going to be a good football team. They're going to be tough to beat twice, especially. I mean, just about, you can say that about every team in this division, obviously, but whenever breaking down this and looking at all these four teams, I was like, you know, what's the difference? Personnel is pretty tight around every team. Um, quarterback plays really good for every team. Wide receiver rooms are really good everywhere. It's like the schedule. Like I want to, I want to really look at these four schedules and and predict who's getting some freebies and who's not. Like Denver plays Seattle, Houston, New York Jets, Jacksonville, and Carolina, and some of their out of division games. Like that's pretty nice. Like those are some freaking, you know, especially if you start Seattle and Houston out of the gates, get hot, get confident, you know. That's a difference maker in this division. If you're if you're looking across, and we'll go through obviously LA's and and Vegas's, but that's what scares me about Denver isn't that they may be better than Kansas City. It is that they get maybe two freer games, and Kansas City can't even dream of with the tough schedule. So um, yeah, I think Russ is going to have a good year, guys. This wide receiving core is waiting and waiting to break out. It has been for years, it seems like, and they haven't been had anybody in there to do it, and now they do. Cortland Sutton is fantasy, like circle him. Albert O, circle him. He's going to have some sneaky year. Jerry Judy, circle him. And Tim Patrick is a hell of a – I would love to have Tim Patrick on the sideline of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So, um, you know, watch out. I'm, I'm not writing him off at all. No. Um, I think that – I do like what Johnny said, though. I mean, there is something to be said about having that psychological edge over a team. Um, but you bring in a guy like Russell where he doesn't, he's never really been affected by the Chiefs Broncos rivalry. It could rejuvenate them in a way that they haven't had in, like Johnny said, 13 years. Because um, I think if one thing you could say about Russ is he's gonna, he's going to go out there and play football. I mean, he's not, he's not afraid to go out there and lay it on the line, in my opinion. I think he, I think he can maybe try to turn around Denver. Um, I, I also agree with Blaine. I think it's going to be tough to beat them twice. I really do. Um, I almost, we, if, if I think the only game in the series that we lose to them is at Denver. I don't think we would lose to them at Arrowhead. If we we're going to lose to one this year, I think it's going to be at Denver. But I love Johnny's confidence. I don't think we lose to him twice either. But it wouldn't necessarily surprise me. Moving on to Vegas. Vegas, interesting team. Very top-heavy roster. I think Denver is quite a top-heavy roster. I think both these teams struggle a little bit with depth. The Las Vegas Raiders, first-year head coach Josh McDaniels. Um, I think overshadowed, honestly, because I had to look that up due to the fact they signed Devontae Adams, who is the best receiver in the NFL. Um, I think that's a huge get for them. Um, really no more excuses for Derek Carr, in my opinion. He's got weapons. He's got the tight end. He's got Renfro, who I think is an underrated receiver in the league. Fantasy, circle him, I think. And Devontae now, I think that's three really good uh, weapons for him. Uh, their draft basically the same as Denver. I think they're in win now mode. I, I think that they have had to give up. They've had to give up a lot of picks for some of these guys that they have. Um, they didn't pick until the third round and there was nobody really notable um, in, in their draft board. Um, having reading their, 
reading some stuff on their website today. They're really big on the second-year safety, Trevon Mulrig. Um, supposedly, he's having a good start to OTAs and the first day of training camp. Um, he'll be pa- paired with Jonathan Abram, who I think he's a good safety, but I think Hard Knocks did him a lot of favors, making him look better than he actually is. Um, I think he's a hard-hitting safety, but the Chiefs seem to burn him. He cannot guard Travis Kelsey, which – all the all the teams in our division put safeties on Travis to try to body him up, um, and it just doesn't seem to work very well, in my opinion. Um, so look out for that, I guess. Key additions, uh, I already mentioned Devontae Adams. I mean, he's a game-changing receiver. Um, he can single-handedly win a game for the Raiders, two, three games, I think, on his own. Um, they signed Rocky Sin from the Colts, who I think is a big pickup for them. It'll assure up their secondary. Because I actually don't think that there's their cornerbacks are very good, um, minus him. Um, they don't have very – and they don't have depth there either. The three positions that I wrote down, they don't have any depth at or really any – any. sorry, I'm kind of jumping around here. But interior D-line, huge struggle on depth. They don't have anybody up front really in my opinion. They have nobody at linebacker in my opinion really. And their corners are very suspect. That's why they had to go get Rocky Sin. And I'm sorry, you have one corner – Good luck covering all these receivers in this division. Um, they signed uh, Chandler Jones, paired up with Max Crosby. I would imagine they're thinking that's going to negate a lot of their secondary issues because that is a freak defensive end combo. But how much can you really rely on that? Because we've seen, hell, Andrew Wiley shut down Max Crosby for a game. Um, it's it's tough to be a defensive end. It really is, and especially against pass happy offenses like they're going to be facing uh, two times a year. Um, I think Josh Jacobs is a stud. Darren Waller is a stud. Renfro already mentioned. Um, there's people around Derek Carr to get this team going in the right direction. Can they do it? See what happens with the Josh McDaniels offense. Last thing I'll say about the Raiders: they have Demarcus Robinson. So watch out, <laughs> Blaine. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, D Rob. And I'll go, yeah. go backwards for me, would you? Um, Hold the ball out here with your one hand, but D-Rob, please. Yeah. Well, I, I just – there's dude, the gaps that you mentioned, Chandler, is something that I was going to talk about. Was I read a stat yesterday that the right tackle position gave up the most pressures of any um, right tackle in the, off, or in the NFL last year. So that just is, is a little bit alarming, especially with the talent at defensive end in this division. And then I think the cornerback position, like you're talking about, yes, it, it, it's just not very good. And uh, um, those two weaknesses are something that the Kansas City Chiefs might have a little bit of a whole lot, but no one else in the NFL does have a whole lot in, in this division. It, um, it scares me, and I, don't, I think they're the worst team in this division. I think they do have a lot of talent, but they're, they're the worst team in this division. I, you know, we can go through their schedule here um, when, when looking at it. They get, excuse me, Carolina and Arizona and Seattle. I mean, that's all their freebies. So they don't really have a lot to give in, and they're not going to be, they're not going to be much improved from last year. Johnny. So a lot of the same stuff. Um, I am comp- so the way I look at the Raiders, and I think a lot of the time, this my Chiefs bias comes in. Um, the Raiders are built offensively to beat the chiefs like their pieces are on this on that team like the chiefs defense even last year and and previous years 
they did not match up very well against this Raiders team. You could say the same thing about the, the Raiders defense compared to the Chiefs offense. Uh, you guys just you talked about the linebackers and corners. I mean, who on this team is going to cover Travis Kelsey there? The, you know, the, the, I saw a quote from Kelsey recently. I, I don't know if he was golfing or what it was, but um, he, yeah, I think he was golfing. He was getting heckled by a, a Raiders fan. And um, he was interviewed and asked about that after the round of golf. And he said, um, I tell Raiders fans all the time, I love them. I love seeing them because I know I'm getting a dub in 200 yards. And that's <laughs> facts. That's just straight facts from Travis because every time that I feel he's play the Raiders, dude just goes off. Mm-hmm. And um, you'd, think, you'd think that, especially with the Raiders seeing with the Chiefs no longer have Tyree Kill, they would bring in some sort of, I don't know, there's not many guys who can cover Travis, but some sort of coverage linebacker or maybe some some nickel corners or, or b- bigger defensive backs or, or whatever it is, but th- that player does not exist on the Raiders. Jonathan Abram, um, I'm harsher on him than, than you, Chandler. I think he's absolute ass, and I agree with you that hard knocks made it look like he was really good, and and he sucks, and he gets punked by Travis and the Chiefs every single time that the Chiefs play the Raiders. So um, I'm looking forward to winning play the Raiders however I will I I differentiate from you guys I actually think that they I think they're a little bit better than the Broncos um and I I think that that past that edge rush that edge rush that they have is ridiculous I think Chandler Jones is really good and that edge rush was really good last year with Yannick Ngakwe opposite of Max Crosby and he was part of the trade to Indianapolis to get Rocky Asin I think Chandler Jones is a significant upgrade over Yannick Ngakwe. And I think Max Crosby is one of the best players in the entire league. And the Raiders think that too. They, ex- they uh, extended him this off season. Uh, so he's part of their future, you know, their plans for the future um, going forward. So I have a note here that uh, Max Crosby is so fucking dope. Yeah. I think he's so cool. <laughs> and like his Instagram game is so sick. And he's got like some of the best swag. He's kind of got that like Travis Kelsey swag. Like, um, like he would have been the white kid in high school that always had the backpack and Nike slides on walking through yep. school. Like he's got that kind of swag to him. So, um, yeah, I'm a little different than you guys. I think in an offensive league, I actually like the Raiders offense more than I like the Broncos. I like the Broncos defense more than the Raiders. But um, I, I think that they are just a little bit better. Um, my two cents. What they too, I want to know. Darren Waller really had a, you know, didn't do much at all last year. If he's good this year with Devontae Adams, look out. Like that yeah. is really, really, really dangerous. Well, I mean, he was hurt all last year too. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it yeah. was just, he was absentee. If he's available and well and hell, I mean, hell. I had him on my fantasy team, I think, two years ago, and he had, in, insane year one of the best we've seen in a long time considering Kittle and Kelsey's output but he was right there with them um yeah he has that potential yeah circle him for fantasy too um yeah I think the Raiders I don't think the Chiefs lose a game the Raiders I really don't um they haven't I I, they just haven't done that for me on defense I think we win a shootout with them easily can I can you hear me okay yeah, we got you, bro. Okay, I was yeah. just making sure. It kind of sounded like I cut out. But, yeah, I, I think that their defense uh, – Denver's defense is five times better than them, in my opinion. Um, 
moving on, this one might hurt a little bit. Hey, boys. Chan, can I sneak in real quick, Chan? Real yeah. quick, there's one one final thing on 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 the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make sure that because we we're gonna have a lot of Chiefs listeners. Uh, let's just make sure that we've got the the games. So I think the Chiefs play the Raiders week five. Um, so that'll be Monday night football, um, which is going to be absolutely sick. I mean, the Chiefs uh, four-game stretch to start the season, right? They've got Arizona, Chargers, uh, Colts, and Buccaneers. Those week three and four games are on the road. And then they come home. Yes, it's at home, but you're playing against the Raiders. And that'll be on that Monday night football with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Like, we know those guys together, but this is going to be a, re- a, new, a new platform for super cool and then what i think is actually awesome is the chiefs play the raiders week 18 and when you look for date and time on the week 18 game the last week of the season it just says tbd because the mm. game could get flat the game could get moved days it could get flexed that game could have huge implications for the entire AFC playoff picture right because like you know the Chiefs and Raiders are both going to be vying for spots. Seeding could be a big deal. I mean, overall, guys, like we've talked about the Raiders and the Broncos. I think we're in agreement here that they're probably the third or fourth best team in the division. How I mean, Blaine said it at the start. This is a damn good division. If that's like if you're debating between those two teams as being the in fourth place in your division, holy shit, man. I don't think I've ever and there's seen no that. breaks when you look at this shit. Vegas gets Denver before they play Kansas City. Mm. And you know who get, who Kansas City gets before before they play Vegas? Tampa Bay. So it's not like yeah. anyone has an advantage here. It's playing football, and we're going at each other. Yeah, and also worthy of a note, Tampa Bay just signed Julio Jones today, which is uh, – we have differing opinions, but still, it's Julio Jones. Okay, let's move on to the Chargers. Um, like I said before, this this one could hurt a little bit. Chargers are really good, guys. Chargers are really good, top to bottom. Unlike the first two teams we talked about, I like their draft a lot. Um, they they shored up their offensive line with a guy. His name is Zion Johnson, the guy they're really high on, offensive guard out of Boston College. It took him first round, pick number 17. Um the first day of training camp notes they had on their on their pages, he's going to be their starting guard. They don't know if it's going to be left or right, but he'll be a starter. Um, so you know that that's, I mean, that's ridiculous for Herbert. I mean, just a guy who can step right in and, and be um, an anchor right there in the middle where he's going to presumably be stepping up in the pocket to throw the ball. Um, first, or second, I believe it's the second year, Brandon Staley, head coach. Uh, Johnny had a funny comment, spends too much time looking at the analytics um cost himself some games last year but you know I mean I think if half of those go the other way the Chargers get those those fourth down conversions I think we're looking at a much different a much different team in my opinion um they seem to always have the choke bug though so keep an eye out for that um huge addition for them um much like the Raiders they bring in a veteran pass rusher defensive end Khalil Mack fun fact about him Brandon Staley was Cleo Mack's uh, linebackers coach in Chicago in 2018. So familiar with each other. I have a feeling that played a huge part into Khalil wanting to go back there. Um, he said today that that was the guy, Brandon Staley said that that was the Cleo Mack he saw in 2018, first day of practice. Easy to do on the first day of practice, um, but still, I think it's notable. They bring in JC Jackson from New England, one of the best corners in the league. No idea how they got him, but they did. Um, 
they and Blaine made a great point the other day too. Behind Bosa and Khalil Max, it's Kyle Van Noy. I don't know how many Super Bowl championships he's won, but he's been to at least for probably five or six Super Bowls. And he's an absolute seasoned veteran who I don't want to see out there on the field really in key situations. He seems to always have a he's always around the football when he was on New England. Um real quick too, last edition, they brought in this is a little special team shout out. Last week we talked about Justin Tucker being an ace in the hole for the Ravens. Chargers bring in J.K. Scott, a phenomenal punter from the Green Bay Packers. You get in situations where you got to get the ball down the field on fourth down. J.K. Scott, one of the best punters in the league. That can really that can boost your team. When we had Cole Clint, we'd back teams up big time. I'm telling you, it's a big part of the game. Um, a quick note about the Chargers, Derwin James under contract negotiations um, seems very positive from both sides. He was at practice today going through walkthroughs and stuff, just not going full speed. I don't anticipate that being any sort of actual drama. They'll get him signed and he'll be out there week one. I have this written down. I think they have the best overall roster in the West, in my opinion. I think top to bottom, their roster is the best in this division. Better than our roster because, honestly, it's because of their defensive line, in my opinion. Our defensive line is just that bad. I think it negates us huge roster points. Um, and, And they have one of the best to go along with their awesome D-line. They have one of the best secondaries in the division, if not the AFC. I already mentioned J.C. Jackson. You talk about Asante Samuel Jr., Derwin James. One question I have, though, is who will be their other safety? Um, That's a big question mark, in my opinion, in this division, but I'm sure they'll have it figured out. Um, I think their offensive line has improved. They have their left tackle and Rashawn Slater, who's an absolute stud. Um, They obviously went after a guy in the draft that they thought could make an impact right away. You have Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack to go along with that secondary. The offense, we already know, Keenan Allen, Eckler, Mike Williams. Um, I don't have very many questions about this team. The one question I have, and the other two teams we've already talked about have the same question, is their interior defensive line. I don't think that's necessarily that great. Real quick, though, shout out to Forrest Morrell, who is a Willard Tiger, who's also on the Chargers, was a Missouri State Bear with me my freshman year and then went to Arkansas State, but shout-out to him. Shout-out to the 417. Chargers are good, boys. Blaine, is it you or is it Johnny? I think it's Johnny, actually, to start the Chargers off. Oh, you want me last for this, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Blaine's got a lot to say about the Chargers, but uh, (laughs) Chandler, you know, good job laying that out. I think that you're totally right that this is the roster-wise most talented team uh, in the AFC West, it is absolutely ridiculous the the pieces that this team has. But it's going to be the same old story with the Chargers. And they put it together. They've had talent for years on this Chargers team. Can they put it together? Can, can they stay healthy? A lot of the time, the injuries got them. But it's all it always seems like they just get in their own way. Turnovers are – you put it more eloquently earlier about uh, – my, my thoughts about Brandon Staley. I, I think he needs to get his nose out of the, uh, out of the PFF stuff and, you know, kind of just be more of an uh, old school ball coach because if you look at the matchups against the chiefs last year, I mean, those could have gone both ways, but certainly the second game at LA, there was a lot of questionable decisions by that head coach where they could have gotten some, some field goals instead of going for it on so many of those fourth downs. So, um, look for him to assumably take some steps in his second year as head coach and 
I mean, he's got the roster to do it. But one thing that I will point out about this Chargers team, yes, they took Zion Johnson at number 17 with their pick. They want to make sure Herbert's protected. I understand that. But this defense was not good last year. In fact, the Chargers defense ranked 29th in the NFL out of 32 teams in points allowed last year. They gave up 27 points a game. And that's relatively with, you know, other than Khalil Mack, who I know is a big addition, I guess, in J.C. Jackson. But they still had Derwin James. They still had Bosa. They had a lot of the same guys. And they surrendered 27 points per game. And so I thought they were going to go defense in the first round of the draft. Like, if they would have added Trent McDuffie to this team, man, that would have been, like, an awesome defensive back to get in that in that building and to learn from some of these guys. So um, I think their defense is good. I think their offense is really good. Um, I hated that they got a, that, that that they got that Spiller kid out of Texas A and M. He's basically Austin Eckler 2.0 in terms of skill set. And um, yeah, I, I I think the Chargers are going to be really good. Uh, the matchups this year against the Chiefs, of course, Week Two Thursday Night Football. Um, they play the Chiefs and Chargers will both have a short week. That game will be at Arrowhead. I think. I think the three of us should try to get to that game if we can, because it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, but, you know, that's a for both teams, that's really kind of like an early season measuring stick game, because you can really know if the Chiefs, you know, if you lose your first game, I mean, you're really pressing in week two because you don't want to be 0-2 in the AFC West, of course. I mean, any division, but it's certainly not the AFC West. Um, and then they'll match up later in the year, week 11 at L.A. That's going to be November 20th at 3.25 p.m. So the Chiefs will be done with the Chargers in the regular season after 11 weeks. And so you'll, you'll probably see them again in the playoffs, but they'll, they'll, they'll be done with them pretty early on um, in the year. Um, yeah, they, they, really one of the only other position I want to talk about was their wide receiving core. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are good players, but I do think that third option is a bit iffy for this team. They like this kid, Josh Palmer. They, they have a guy named Jalen Guyton, who is more of just a, a, a guy who runs deep routes for them. But I'm really curious to see if a third wide receiver can emerge on this team. And Allen is, you know, he's not, he's a great separator, got great hands, but as far as speed is concerned, he's not the fastest guy. Mike Williams isn't the fastest guy. He's pretty big. So they're looking for some speed and maybe some youth um, on that team. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that third wide receiver position uh, shakes out for, for the Chargers. But I think they're going to be really. Yeah. I like Josh Palmer too. I think I remember him last year having a few, you know, some tough catches across the middle, being a guy that can do that as you kind of look at Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, more outside this outside the hash guys, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. It's a good point to bring up as, as if those guys are the big storyline with the chargers, I think is what's this defense. The whole city, I guess, of their fan base that seemed to be resurrected last year out of the middle of nowhere because it's been god-awful in the history of the last six that the Chiefs have ran this division. But it's new. What's it going to look like? I'm glad we get them week two. Love it. Really glad we get them week two because, you know, Brandon Staley is one of those newer coaches who isn't putting on an Andy Reid training camp by any means. You know, he's resting guys through preseason and more, and that's something to look at when – a Khalil Mack or, um, you know, like you said, a, you know, a Derwin James who seems to be injured or they seem to have an injury every freaking training camp in the last three years. 
that this is, is going to be an impact on week two and how they play each other. And that's another kind of tie-in that I wanted to say is everything, everyone who doubts the Chargers this year strictly doubts them off history. Oh, they've had an injury at training camp. Or, oh, it's just the Chargers of the Chargers. They've always Chargered. Bullshit. <laughs> they are fucking good. These guys, they got talent. They can win ball games. If Staley doesn't be an idiot, they're going to win many games, and they're going to win multiple playoff games. And that's it. I'll be end of it. Um, wow. They are the best team in the AFC, in my mind, right now. Better than the Buffalo Bills. Better than the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they got it, guys. They got the best young cornerback in the league in Asante Samuel Jr. from the way he played last year. Derwin James can come downhill and hit. J.C. Jackson is one of the best older cornerbacks in the NFL. I mean, Bosa is one of the best. Bosa, Cleo Mack, that's the best duo in the NFL. Their offensive line is good, young. Herbert, good, young. Two guys that have done it for 10 years at wide receiver. I mean, there are no holes. And if Staley can get out of his own way, this team is unreal and could be unstoppable. Wow. I hated all that, but I tend to agree with it. Um, Chargers are scary. Chargers are very scary. I absolutely love the short week, them having to travel to Kansas City. I think that's advantage Chiefs. I think the travel alone is advantage Chiefs. And honestly, boys, forget these other teams. Let's get into it. Let's start talking about the boys the Kansas City Chiefs in the 2022-2023 season. It's going to be, I think, if if Blaine nailed it with the Chargers saying, what's it going to look like? The Chiefs are the epitome of that um, on the offensive side of the football, in my opinion. Um, obviously, the loss of Tyreek Hill, the additions of Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Sky Moore through the draft. This is going to be a new Chiefs offense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be very difficult to, to have those one-place 70-yard bombs of Tyreek. We're going to have to be methodical. We're going to have to get the ball down the field intricately 10, 12, 20 yards at a time, um, which, quite frankly, I think, that it's, I think that's a huge blessing in disguise to Patrick. I really do. If he can buy in to keeping the gunslinger mentality, but buying into being more of a, the – I don't want to say check down guy, but the safer, the smarter play, the getting the five yards when we when it's there instead of trying to go for 15, I think that can really benefit this team. Um, one thing I'm very curious about, I want us to run the football more. Yes. For whatever reason, I have figured out a way to trick my mind into thinking that we might get something from Clyde Edwards-Alaire this year. His third year in the league. I just hope that he – I don't know. I think he gets in behind those offensive linemen. I want him to run north and south between the guards and center only. I don't want him running outside. I don't want him doing anything like that. I want him getting up in between Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, and Trey Smith and getting five yards of carry. I don't see how teams stop us if we can get five yards of carry from Clyde. I really don't. We don't need him to be anything spectacular. Just like we don't really need any running back. That's why guys like Jared McKinnon, Daryl Williams, Damian Williams, guys have been good in this offense because we don't expect anything from them and teams don't worry about them. Um, we have to run the football more. We have to take pressure off of Patrick Mahomes 110%. And quite frankly, I think that Patrick Mahomes as a play-action passer is lethal. You get the run game going. You get the play-action pass game going. The sky is really the limit for this, no pun intended, sky more. The sky is the limit for this Chiefs offense. I really think so. 
I am I am a bit worried with no Tyreek without the explosiveness, but people really do seem to be forgetting that we have Travis Kelsey. I really don't understand it. I don't get I don't understand why he's still the best tight end in the league. He will be this year. Um, I love what the Chiefs have on offense. Now for the negativity. <laughs> I think that our defense quite possibly could be the worst in this division. And if it's not, it's tied for worst. Um, and it all starts up front with me. Our defensive ends are absolutely atrocious. If you're not a football guy, you don't understand the importance of a defensive end. I was in an argument with one of our idiotic friends today. Um, his name's Austin Huff. Recur- he's been on the show before, but you, you can't underestimate the value of really good defensive ends. Hence why Denver, Las Vegas, and Los Angeles have all gone out and gotten two unbelievable defensive ends per side. Um, and yet we sit with our thumb up our butt, for lack of a better term, and do nothing in the free agent market in terms of defensive ends. And I forget which one of you made the point, but there's there was a report today that Carlos Dunlap visited the Chiefs today right after the first day of practice when it's glaring that our defensive ends are not ready to go. Frank Clark was late to practice. They said that he had some sort of illness. I don't buy that at all. I've really already started to be really pissed off at Frank Clark. That's ridiculous. First off, he had four and a half sacks last season, and he's getting paid, what, the third highest defensive salary in the NFL or something like that. It's just a bad look. What the hell is going on? On the other side, Mike Dana and our first-round draft pick, George Karloftis. Um, you know, I'm excited for Karloftis, but quite frankly, you can't expect much out of him this year, in my opinion. That's a tough, tough position to play in the NFL, and especially as a rookie. With no help on the other side, by the way. And I haven't even begun to talk about our interior D-line. Our interior D-line is the worst in the AFC. If not the wor- not the AFC, the entire NFL. I mean, it is that bad. Um, there's no depth. Uh, our guys are really not even that good. I like Derek Nottie and I hate talking shit on Colin Saunders because he's a Missouri Valley guy, but and Tershawn Warden for being an ST guy. But the, these guys just aren't the answer. It's not, they're not NFL Super Bowl winning defensive interior linemen. I know that some of them have technically done it, but it, it's just not there. The recipe is not there up front. And with these solid offensive lines up and down the AFC and the NFC, it's just a huge glaring spot on this roster. I mean, it is bad and it will lose us games. I was watching Denver week 18 last year when we barely won. They were running the ball at will down our throat. And it's the same defensive line plus George Karloftis as this year. Um, as much as I love Chris Jones, he is not Aaron Donald. He has to have help. He is not the takeover the game kind of guy. Um, if he gets double teamed, as we saw in the AFC championship game, he's done. And then when he gets to the quarterback, he's so tired, he misses tackles. And he's done that his entire career. He did it against Burrow. I'm getting a little long-winded here. I keep going forever, but I'll turn it over here to Blaine. Blaine, give me some time here. Yeah, I um, I like what we did in the secondary, if you want to say something positive about yeah, that. Yeah, you, you get you get a little bit more positive. Yeah, I, I, I love Justin Reed. I think that the, the – switch from Justin Reed and Tyron Matthew made the Chiefs better and about everybody else outside of the Kansas City Chiefs organization would disagree but I want to give that perspective to maybe non-Chiefs fans about how we feel about Justin Reed 
uh, maybe Juan Thornhill. Okay, you're going to have to buy me Juan. I, you know, <laughs> we've seen enough of you, but Brian Cook, hopefully enough. Legarius Sneed, I think, has a sneaky way of possibly showing a ton this year. I mean, he has to for us. Um, and then Trent McDuffie, obviously. So secondary has a lot of potential. The line is horrible. Linebackers are really good. There's a lot to still learn. You know, I talked about the new Chargers defense, but week two, well, we got a new defense ourselves. So very, 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 very scared. And that's why a reason where I'm picking the Chiefs to finish second in this division outside of the Chargers. I gave it away by saying the Chargers are the best team in this um, division, but I just don't think we're good enough on that side of the ball. Now, I do think um, we are better offensively than we were last year. Ronald Jones is huge. And I'm putting a lot of stock into this guy. And I've said it a lot. I put it all over Twitter, but it's huge for us. The last time we've had a third down back is whenever we put 60 on Belichick. We haven't had a power guy interior, run it up the middle, let Andy Reid do what he wants to do and carve up. Andy hasn't had all his chess pieces with Pat yet. And now he does. And that should be scary for a lot of teams. That's it. I'll play off some more of Johnny. Get me. Come on. Okay. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Um, Okay. I want to talk about a couple of things I've heard from you guys so far. Um, Chandler earlier, you mentioned that like maybe if Pat can reel it in a little bit and kind of be more methodical. um, I see what you're saying. I actually don't, I don't want him to do that. I actually think he can have a lot of explosive plays with what's currently on the roster. And where Pat does a lot of stuff that no one else can do is when he, when he gets outside of the pocket at times in the past, has he been a little too eager to bounce it outside, you know, to bounce outside the pocket? Sure. But I mean, guys, the chiefs have the, they still have the best football player in the entire league. And they've, he's the best football player in my opinion of all time. And he is the best. It's undisputed. He is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. There are a bunch of people who want to say Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the NFL or or other guys. It's just not true. Uh, Frankly, the entire narrative last year around Patrick Mahomes was that he was broken or that the Chiefs were broken or he was having a down year and that Josh Allen was having the most perfect season, the most brilliant season that we have seen. Well, at the end of the year, not only did Mahomes send Josh Allen and the Bills home for the second year in a row, uh, Mahomes had more yards, more touchdowns, less interceptions, um, and a higher passer rating than Josh Allen. So it's like everyone is trying to make this narrative that Mahomes is no longer the flavor of the week. He's He's been in the league for too long. He's not this young guy anymore, even though he is still young. The Chiefs have the best player, the, the greatest equalizer, in all of football and it makes up for the shortcomings on this roster it makes up for having the hardest schedule in the history of football the Chiefs have the best player and frankly they have the best if not a top two head coach in the entire league so going into every single matchup the Chiefs have the advantage at the most important position and the most important coaching position um, so I want Pat to still do all of those things. I see what you're saying. I know you do too, Chandler, but I just want to make it clear that like, yes, they're, the, they're not going to have Tyreek Hill on the team. It's over. He's gone. But they can still score some deep touchdowns because MBS is going to give you probably 80% of, 
just what Tyreek could do on balls down the field. MBS is not taking a screen or a slant and going 70 yards like Tyreek did against the Bills in the, a- in the AFC Divisional round. Right. Juju Smith-Schuster had a lot of explosive plays in Pittsburgh as well. He, yes, he, he, he's more, he does some underneath stuff and some intermediate routes, but this guy is a dynamic player as well. And I think you're going to get a lot from Sky Moore. As a rookie, yes, there'll be some growing pains, but just like long-term, I think Sky Moore is going to be a really good player for this team. So offensively, I'm not worried about the Chiefs at all. Just like you guys, I'm super pumped for Ronald Jones. Um, Come on, Ronald. Play action is going to be awesome for this team. Travis Kelsey, if we're not playing the Chargers, is going to get 100 yards a game, and he still even did that against the Chargers. But, you know, Derwin James knows how to play Travis. Like, Derwin James is the Travis Kelsey kryptonite. <laughs> Um, but if he's not healthy, you know, that's, that's a different thing, but, um, defensively, there's going to be a lot of issues. This is why when we did, we did a podcast a while ago about the AFC South and we talked about the Colts. I'm, I'm, I'm really keying in on the week three matchup the chiefs have against the Colts. Yes, they have 10 days to prepare, but the chiefs defensive youth is going to get exposed at some point. I really think it's going to be early in the season and we're going to have to temper our expectations. We're going to have to try to be patient with this team. Um, And I know, I know that's hard with how competitive the AFC is, but that Colts game week three, really, I I'm focusing in on because guys, I could see Jonathan Taylor running for like 200 yards against this young defense, like the, with the Colts offensive line, how they play uh, and with how, how bad are, defensive line looks like that's that could get really ugly for us so I'm hoping one of these young guys differentiates themselves um, on the Chiefs and, and steps up in a big way um, the linebackers I like I, I, I echo all the same stuff as you guys there but they're gonna have to bring Dunlap in or, or Robert Quinn or or D Ford some I, and I know that those other two guys Ford and Quinn are outside linebackers they're not they're not defensive ends but it's better than what you have. The more bodies you can get in that room, the better. Final thing, and I know I'm long-winded, and I'll turn it over to you guys for, for rebuttals. The Chiefs brought in a new defensive line coach this year. His name's Joe Cullen. Joe Cullen has had a ton of success. He is renowned as getting the most out of his defensive line player personnel as possible. What has been the downside of Joe Cullen? You know, you'd ask, well, if this guy really is that good, then why is he available? He had a little bit of a career setback in 2006 where he, he, he drove through a, he was with the lions and he drove through a Wendy's like drunk and naked. So like he had like a little trouble pass with some booze. We've all been there. Um, But Joe Cullen knows what he's doing with defensive lines. If we just Google the guy and look at what he's done everywhere he's been in the NFL, um, he's gotten a ton of success. Um, out of the, the 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 teams that he's had, so he was like the defensive coordinator for Jacksonville last year. Of course, they gutted that entire staff because it was a disaster at the top with Urban Meyer. But I think Joe Cullen, if there is somebody who can help maximize the potential of this pretty barren defensive line, it would be somebody like him. Okay, guys, what do you got? Yeah, Taylor Stallworth, Colin Saunders, Malik Herring. Taylor Stallworth we bring from the Colts. Colin Saunders been hurt his whole career. Malik Herring's been hurt his whole career. Um, Canada Wharton. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting much. But one of those guys, he has to develop. Has to. There is no option for the Chiefs not to have one of those guys. So, 
just keep your eye on those guys. Yeah, I love what Johnny said. I mean, the defensive line coach is uh is he's a culture setter. I mean, you have to be a nasty player to play defensive line. And hopefully he can get it turned around. But those three guys you just mentioned right there, Blaine, uh, a lot of question marks from their career uh going into this season, in my opinion. Um, but God, I can't wait to watch Ronald Jones run. When's the last time we had a goal line back? Like Larry Fitzgerald or Larry Johnson? It's been that long. I mean, Kareem, I guess, qualifies, but. Yeah, yeah, I guess he does. But he was more of an every down back. I would honestly be fine if we use Ronald the 10-yard line and in. Just let him hand it and let him push forward. I think, that was our... I think the Chiefs' biggest thing, I think they need to get, right now is the best time to do it. I think on offense, they need to get a little nastier. Don't obviously don't get away from the finesse game. That's that is our motto is the finesse, obviously. But get a little more just line up and punch somebody in the mouth. Stop. If I see a gadget play, I might jump into the Mississippi River when I'm back in <laughs> Cape. I really might. Just like Johnny's been saying he's gonna jump off the bridges in Kansas City. <laughs> like if we if Travis Kelsey lines up a quarterback once this year inside the five yard line, I'm going to lose my soul. I mean, it, it's it's over. Enough. I'm so done with it. <laughs> Blaine? McCall. I gave, there's something with McCall there, too. Like, if McCall's going horizontal oh. within the 10, shoot me. Just just blow it. But uh, I thought we were going to get – I like Michael Burton, too, McCall. as a fullback. With that, with that, I like Michael Burton behind Tooney, Smith, Humphrey. Yeah, please. And, and get too. nasty. So, if you're going to have a fullback on the roster, get him the ball. I mean, rewind last year, and let's just really think about the season last year. Weeks one through eight, what were these podcasts consistent? Not run running the, the football. fucking football, Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. Not run. That's it. And we were horrible because of that one reason. And if you we don't fix it week one or week two this year, we got the Cardinals run. are a perfect team to set up the run against. They won't be able to stop those three interior offensive linemen of the Chiefs. They just won't be able to do it. And who they have on this on the edge? An old JJ Watt. I mean, come on, yeah, run, guys. Football. Yes, and the Chiefs, I think, at times last year, like we're aware of that. They just didn't have the personnel to do it in the running back room. I mean, for the love of God, I say this all the time: the the running back room was completely turned upside down by Jarek McKinnon, a thirty year old who's had three major surgeries, been on multiple different teams, and he completely changed it from a hard hard nosed running perspective and an athleticism, and in the passing game. So it's like you bring in Ronald Jones and you have got to get nasty with this guy and look at what, look at what your offensive linemen say as well. I mean, Tooney Humphrey and Smith, like all talk about how they like that nasty factor. Like they like pushing people out of the way. I know he's in a bad place with us right now, but Orlando Brown Jr. Talks about that too, how much he takes pride in, in, in run blocking and Andrew Wiley too. I think he's done some good things or whoever the right tackle is going to be. So, yeah, I think in early in games last year, the chiefs would try to run the ball. They would just realize that they could not do it with Clyde because Clyde would get swallowed up and, you know, you go into a drive on first down hand to Clyde, he gets stuffed in the backfield and second and 13. And then you're just totally predictable. The chiefs offense had that much success that the success that they have had, being predictable 
if you can if you can establish the run, get the play action going, and be an unpredictable offense with that guy at quarterback, I mean, you're just going to be impossible to defend. Even last year when the Chiefs played the Chargers, I, I mentioned the Chargers defense wasn't very good. The, 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 the Chargers offense, yes, is really good, but the Chiefs got whatever they wanted last year against the Chargers. In the game they lost where they had like four turnovers, the Chiefs were just getting down downfield at will and they, then they would just unfortunately turn the ball over which I think that was just such an anomaly I don't I don't yeah. see that kind of thing happening again but um I'm super excited about them running the football like you gotta have that nasty I mean imagine imagine like being an offense that just prides themselves on running the football down your throat and then when you do devote all your resources to stop it you've got Mahomes ready to throw the ball back there it's unstoppable I truly hope and I predict that you're just going to see a completely different offense. I mean, you have yeah. to, obviously, but to change Tyreek Hill. But with the weapons and some, you know, Travis Kelsey, but you look at very three serviceable tight ends and Blake Bell, Jody Fortson, and hopefully Noah Gray progressing too. Fortson, if he's able to come on, that just gives options at the two tight ends that you really yeah. haven't had in a while to be really confident about with depth too. And and I, like I said, I, I think everybody in the Chiefs games I'm asking for it, and I predict it, but but hopefully it is a new offense. Yeah, I love what you said, and I love two tight ends. You can get two tight ends, maybe even three, if you get crazy down on the goal line. Insanely difficult to cover. Good luck. Um, right. And this did nothing but get me more pumped, blood flowing a little bit more here as we get closer and closer to the preseason, which – Pretty fired up for preseason week one, I'd say. See what the boys look like in the uh, red jersey. Um, okay, anybody have any final comments on the Chiefs or one of the other three teams in our division? Okay, it's everybody's favorite segment. Time for the predicted order of finish poof for these four teams. You know what? I'm actually going to start this week. I don't think I've started in a while. Um, I have the Chiefs winning the division, obviously. I see no bias there. Um, they have the best player in the NFL. Um, you know, I think if we have to get into a shootout, I'll take our chances at any time of the week. Our biggest weakness is our defensive line, but whatever. Chiefs will win the AFC for the seventh, or AFC West for the seventh year in a row. Chargers will finish right behind them. I'm going to put Denver at three and the Raiders which this actually isn't that much of a knock to the Raiders. They might be one of the best fourth-place teams in the entire NFL, in my opinion. So with that, Chiefs, Chargers, Denver, Las Vegas, Raiders. Blaine, what's up, brother? Yeah, um, this is, I don't want to do this. I, I just don't want to do this. But you Los, Angeles Chargers are, Los Angeles Chargers are winning the AFC West this year. Okay. Kansas City Chiefs are finishing second, and and still, uh, I think the Chiefs have a better playoff push. Have things figured out later, but I think the Chargers are just better. Middle year, get get a better draws with the schedule and things too. And then Denver is three, Oakland four. Two Denver's in third place. Yeah, Las Vegas blame. Yeah, I don't know well, who Oakland is. I mean, that's been a couple. <laughs> Johnny, to finish it up, last poof of the offseason. Okay, the Chiefs are going to win the division, and oh there could be – there's tons of bias in that answer. Um, no, but, no bias. You know, I would rather 
on this little podcast that we do, pick my fucking team to win the division, then pick another one of these sorry ass teams to win the division, Blaine, and then look back and be like, oh, yeah. Told you so. The Chiefs were going to lose the division. I don't yeah, want to do that, that Johnny. I don't, even, I don't even want. Come that. on. I don't even just, want that. I don't, I don't uh, want it. Uh, the Chiefs are going to win the division. The Chargers are going to finish second. I'm picking the Raiders to finish third and the Broncos to finish fourth. The Donkeys are in the cellar where they belong. They will lose to the Chiefs two more times. The streak will be up to 15 straight losses for Denver and their sorry ass fans. Wow. Um, but I think I, I legitimately think three teams are going to make the playoffs from this division and the fourth place team is going to be right there too. Um, so I think that all, all chiefs, chargers and Raiders will, will make the playoffs in this division. And, um, it's, so that probably means that the chiefs will catch up, catch one of those two teams in the playoffs. So you're going to have to face one of your division rivals in the playoffs. And it's going to be absolutely crazy. And I wanted to mention one more thing. We didn't even talk about this guy, I don't think. Um, this is not going to be a big discussion, but uh, maybe fantasy-wise, too. I love Denver's running back, Javante Williams. I think yeah. he's really good. And um, just somebody to keep an eye out for uh, going forward. I think he's going to have success against the Chiefs. But ultimately, like I said, I think the Broncos will lose twice because they're the donkeys. Yep. So to recap, I picked Chiefs, Chargers, Denver, Las Vegas. Blaine picked Chargers, Chiefs, Denver, Las Vegas, and Johnny picked Chiefs, Chargers, Las Vegas, and Denver. So that is the final predicted order of finish for the preseason Figure It Out Pod podcast. Um, boys, it's been a hell of a ride. Next week, we'll be back for our award show presented by Johnny Rowe because he had the idea of uh, – you sent that tweet, right, about the um, all the awards we think they're, they're going to oh, win. Yeah. So we're, it's going to be more of just a prediction episode next week. I think it's we'll, – we'll, we'll talk about it. I think we should do that for sure. Um, and that'll be a lot of fun. A little bit less uh, strenuous, maybe have a little bit more fun with it. Um, and we will go from there as we get closer and closer to the season starting. Boys, I appreciate it as always to, for you hopping on. Uh, the AFC West is going to be a shootout for lack of a better term, I think. I think there's going to be some good teams in this division with some good records, and I cannot wait to watch the Chiefs play. One more thing. Fuck the, okay, Char- Fuck the Chargers, okay? Yeah. Let's get this clear, Johnny. Yeah. You coming after my head for picking the Chargers as first in the division doesn't mean that I don't hate them, and I don't hate Brandon Stanley. I don't hate Justin Herbert. I hate them all. I want the Chiefs <laughs> to win, and you will not hold that over my head for the next 18 weeks. You won't. But- You're rattled. I wanted so to go. Oh, oh. <laughs> Come on, Kansas City, but damn it. All right, boys. That's the pod. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> go Chiefs.